You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Podcast. This is a very special edition, LA yeah, edition. Cali Love. Yeah, Cali Love. Shout out to California, the whole state of California. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Oakland. <laughs> shout out to Tampa. Yeah, shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Sacramento. Shout out to San Diego, all over. So, you know, as we said before previously, you know, the message of financial literacy is something that we need to spread all over the world, all over the country. So, um, this is a dope trip for us. We're, we're on the west side yeah, and we connected with a lot of great people. And, um, you know, the premise of our show, if you are a loyal listener or if you're just a new listener, the premise of our show is that we tell the financial backstories um, behind sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Business also, but it's kind of based around sports and entertainment, right? Because a lot of times people don't fully think or they don't fully understand what goes into it. They just watch the NFL, they watch a movie, they watch Netflix, but Every business is a business, yeah, right? We find that everything is a business, right? When we talk about education, that's a business, right? Every everything always comes back to the money. It always comes back to the money. It always comes back to the money. So, with that being said, we was lucky enough to connect with your brother Romeo Brown, who is a actor, a producer, an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, he does a lot. He does a lot. Some of the you know um, shows that he's been in, NCIS. We have SWAT. Um, he's in a rookie. Just finished um, being Mary Jane. Congratulations, yeah, on, congrats that. on that. Congrats yeah, on that. Yeah. Showing love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you for that. It <laughs> <laughs> was good to so, see. So, um, you know, when I connected with him on the phone, we spoke, and I'm like, oh, no, we definitely, you know, we got to get you on the show if possible because he just had a lot to say and, um, you know, a lot of just good information that I think would be very valuable to everybody to yeah. soak in. So, first and foremost, thank you for coming on the show. We I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate yes, it. Absolutely. So, we're going to jump right into it. So, um, you know, you're an actor, right? And amongst other things, but we'll talk about the first uh, segment as far as your acting career is concerned. So a lot of people have aspirations of being an actor, right? It's kind of like being an, an athlete um, where it's glamorous. 
right? We, we, we see people want the fame. Yeah, you know, we, we watch the Oscars, we watch these award shows. We watch, you know, everybody wants to be an actor. So, all right, can you talk about your journey as far as getting to Hollywood? You're not from LA originally, like you know, the steps that you took and um, you know how you you actually became a working actor because there's really no set blueprint. Everybody's journey no, is different. No, 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 and that's one. That's one of the most deterring things. Is there somebody, you know, you could be doing it for 10, 15 years and still be struggling. Somebody could come here for a year and pop. Right away. And you're just, you know, whatever. So that's crazy. But rewind to the back, obviously, uh, from, from Oakland, California. Uh, I'm like most black males. I wanted to play football. But I got into the drama program uh, about my uh, senior year, junior, junior, senior year. And they said, you got to pick these electives. And then I was like, well... Spanish seems really hard, and all the girls seem like they're in that <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. But I uh, I just fell in love with it. For whatever reason, it was, uh, I've never been one to like the monotony of knowing what's going to happen day to day. It always confused me in life as growing up. It was just like, how come I got to do the same thing every day? Yeah. Like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know what's for lunch. Or actually, I do it. Yeah. 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 You got your man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when, when I got to step on that stage... And, you know, I was a bad guy or I was the good guy. I was just, it was like every time I got to put on these different characters and if I'd done it well, I was praised for it mm. and that was crazy. And mm. then I was like, okay, maybe I like this. Then uh, what really changed everything is I did an AIDS awareness uh, play at the Henry J. Kaiser Center in Oakland. And I was just having a great time with the character. And literally people after that came up in tears telling me, how much they appreciated me telling that story. Yeah. And it hit my heart. I was like, wow, like I can change lives and have fun? I'm gonna do that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I uh, told my parents, that, well, my parents, my family has always been super, super supportive. And, uh, you know, I strapped up my boots and came out, came out this way, came to Cal State Northridge. Uh, originally, I was uh, uh, with a theater major. Yeah. Theater major, but then I started meeting cats quick. Like, you know, me from, being in Oakland, seeing the TV was like a fantasy world. It might as well have been Disneyland, mm -hmm. you know? And then seeing all these cars and stuff, I was like, are they giving Bentley's <laughs> out? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how you got to be giving out? Buy one, get one free. Something's got to be going on. Tell me how to do it. So it was just like, it was like a big culture shock coming coming from the Bay Area because we just don't see the stuff you see. You don't see the celebrities. So to see a cat that's on like a Skittles commercial yeah. was like, yo, He's a that's the dude. I'm, I'm in class like, that's the dude. <laughs> you know, and then as you, you know, I got a big energy. You know, if I ever got to say anything about me, this like my, my top, top thing that I love about me is my energy. Yeah. Like I, I can, I can, I can just absorb a room and just like if you beeping with him, I can just crush that. Like, come on, man, what is this? Why are we doing it? Yeah. And I think people gravitated towards me, and then I started meeting the people, and they just started like pouring the information out. So it's like, yo, you don't need to be a theater major mm -hmm. to do this. Like, go ahead, and cut that out, and then just take this class. That's gonna save you time, yeah, man. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, just take this class. So then um, I switched over to radio, radio, television, and film. And I took that for a while and it was cool. And then what I found where my love and my heart was, was in marketing. Mm. So I still took marketing, still done the whole acting thing, whatever. But the building blocks that marketing gave me was insane. You know, it was insane. Like, for instance, uh, I'll get right back to what you asked, but there was this term in marketing called SWAT. And it's not uh, S-W-A-T, it's S-W-O-T. And I feel like that kind of structured my life in a big way because the definition it's, is, is 
In marketing, if you know your SWOT, which is your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and threats, if you put that, if you if you really and be honest with yourself, whether it's finances, whether it's your career, whatever it is, if you put that SWAT in front of you and say, hey, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are the opportunities and what are the threats? If you really drill those down, there's nothing that you can't achieve because now you know what your strengths are, so you push those up. Now you know what your weaknesses are. You need to fix those. Those opportunities, you need to go after them. Yeah. And the threats... You got to figure out why they threats. Because once you know something's a threat, you got the answers. It's just like some people say, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what's in the dark. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that. And then uh, also the MVP. And we're not talking about the most valuable player. It's the most, uh, it's the minimum viable product. So many people got these big dreams of, you know, saying, oh, I want to have this huge company or I want to do this major feature film. And they never even get off ground one. What that marketing class taught me was is to dumb it down to the minimum viable product. What can you do with your budget right now? I don't care if it's a hundred dollars. What can how 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 close can you get to getting that done? Just so you can get an eye on, okay, this worked, but how can I make that grow? And from that you just start building. I don't care if you got this this crazy idea about a magical coffee cup. Okay, well that magical coffee cup is gonna cost you a million dollars to really get made. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you take that regular cup, go put a sticker on it and tell people what it will be about. Now make 60 of those, go sit somewhere and get the people's ideas. Mm. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Now you got numbers and it's power in numbers, especially with the internet. Now you got a, a, a following to say, hey, the people want this. And then you just start rolling. But if you're just so busy trying to get that magical coffee cup, yeah. you ain't going to get a million dollars just by talking about a magical yeah. coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's a fact. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it all intertwines, right? Mm-hmm. We, it all intertwines. When we talk about entertainment, entrepreneurship, business, and that's kind of the beauty of the podcast is that everything, if you really are aware of, you can really maximize your potential if you understand the business behind it, right? Absolutely. So like what you just broke down with the SWAT, that was powerful. I never actually heard anybody yeah. say that before. That's why that's a joke. If you think yeah. about it, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Like, so, all right. So now, as far as being an actor, right? Because we know that a lot of people aspire to be an actor, right. but they don't understand the financial side. I kind of compare it to being an athlete. People always say, like, how do athletes go broke, right? But they don't know that they might only get paid two times a month. They don't know right. that by right. they, they play in a different state and they, they pay state taxes in each state that they play in, that there's fees that come out. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not as, oh, I got $50 million, right? Like, Absolutely. you might not even see a quarter of that because yeah. it's not guaranteed. It's, it's so much stuff, yeah. right? So acting is, is kind of similar where people, you know, they look at actors like, oh, everybody's blown out of control, but there's a lot of financial things that go into being an actor that people yeah. don't, don't understand, right? Absolutely. You just talk about it a little? Well, like, first and foremost, one of the things I'd say again is it was a big shock. Like, nobody out here had jobs. Yeah. Like, here I am. I come from Oakland, so I, I started out working at Home Depot. You know what I mean? And all my friends that were actors, they just never went to work. I'm like, well, why am I the only one going to work? <laughs> Back then, I, I hated it. They'd be at pool parties. They'd be chilling. Oh, man, it was it was, it was was a rough time for me. It was a rough one because I just didn't understand it. And, you know, and there's so many different hustles and side hustles. There's so many things to distract you from the craft. And that's why I'm glad that I stayed with my guns and stayed working and always hustled. And, you know, as I got older, I started to appreciate what working really done for me and you know my life but what people don't understand 
in the whole acting game is is they confuse it. People are they there? People are saying, "Oh, being a struggling actor, that's what it is," and all stuff. No, I think people are totally wrong about that. You don't have to be a struggling actor. You need to find a path. You need to feed the need. And I don't want to sound funny, but I've always used this analogy, which may be a bad one, mm-hmm. but a crackhead is going to do whatever that person needs to do to get cracked. They will steal from their mama. They will rob a car. They don't care. It's so deep invested in them. Then they're going to do whatever to do to get the crack, which is terrible. It's a terrible thing. But when you love acting as much as those people need that drug, you do whatever you got to do to feed the need. People want If you're starving, you can't be starving and going to an audition and not seem desperate. Right. You just can't. Yeah, and that, that was like one of the things I think last year when uh, Jeffrey Owens and whoever's not familiar with that was the gentleman from the Cosby Show. Right. When they saw him working at the supermarket, people were like, "Oh my gosh, look what he's doing!" But he's like, "No, I'm in between kids right now. This is a real life yeah, grind." Absolutely. And like that's why I said one of the things that that you made evidence like, "Yo, I work at home. I, I did these jobs." Yes. Because yeah, I'm in between kids, but I got to hustle. And I think people overlook that. They want the claim. It's Hollywood. I want to be famous. And it's like, nah. There's a grind. Like, that's, you earn that leisure, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what, what happens in the, in the, uh, in the, in between, call it that purgatory state, you know, purgatory is, you know, between heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is that people get lost. People really get lost because they want the fame, they want the money. And, and I don't want to be like, I've always been Mr. <laughs> Diddy Two Shoes because I wanted all that at a time too. Mm-hmm. But all it did was make me feel like less of a man. Less of a person, less of an actor, because um, I forget who told me, but they said the uh, no, it's actually uh, in the Bible, but I'm not super, you know, re- religious. But it said the sheep that stray furthest away from the shepherd are the ones that get attacked by the wolves first, mm-hmm. something like that. But it's true because the shepherd, the shepherd's there to protect them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you stay close to it, then you're good. But same thing with the game. Like if you stay close to it, and all you're doing is acting class. Working out, trying to do plays, watching plays, you don't see that glitz and glam world. So it doesn't affect you. Like you're in this bubble because all you want to do is act, but people don't do that. They start to get to LA and you start to see these things and it's such a distraction. And when that happens, financially, you start to feel crippled. You're like, here I am working at this damn Starbucks or working whatever just so I can go to auditions. For what? I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my time. But that's because they start looking outside instead of inside. Because yeah. if you would have just kept your little apartment, stayed focused, stayed grinding, stayed patient, then you would have been good. Yeah. Finances don't come into it then yeah. because you're following a dream. That's true. Like it, it's true. like you'll see who has a passion, who's fight chasing their purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, you, like just hearing you talk about it, it's like you can hear the purpose. Like this is what I was meant to do. Whereas people who don't, it's like right, they're gonna. Fizzle out because it's like Absolutely. I'm just doing it because I want to be known. Yeah, and then one of the big, one of the bigger things just to just to piggyback on what, what you were saying earlier, I came in and I had uh, I had natural talent. I, I was naturally talented from like the energy and whatever, but skill and talent are two different things. Absolutely, two different things. Right. So I was naturally talented, and I booked. I had like I booked like four commercials in one year. There was a Dr Pepper, which I shot with LL Cool J. That was crazy because that was the last commercial that. Run DMC had done together before he died. Right. That was the last one. It was a Dr. Pepper joint. So that ran like crazy, which had me paid. Um, I did the uh, McDonald's commercial, did a PlayStation 2 and a Reebok. All in the same year. You know what I mean? And then uh, my mom and my dad were super, super excited. But my dad, my dad is is real hard nosed. He's like, 
you the man, right? Right. You need to go buy your own house. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, 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 like the expectations, right? Uh, like ballpark numbers. How much would a, a commercial pay? How much would being a, a, a extra? Because I, I see, like, even like rappers and stuff. I've seen like interviews where they're, they're like in movies. But I think I forgot who Cameron. Cameron did pay them full, and he said he got five thousand dollars for it. And if you think I'm like pay them full, that's a classic. At least in the hood, right? Yeah, yeah, classic, yeah. at least. But it's like. I would I would thought he got paid more than five thousand dollars. He's a lead actor. Nah, nah. Well, you got you got to understand the business of acting. Like when you when you start out, whenever you see somebody that's on, you got to know that that for a year and a half, I don't care the stuff you see, mm-hmm. they weren't getting paid like that. You're getting paid at a quote. That's why when you got a good agent or a good manager, they you whatever you made that last TV show, yeah. that's what they get to go off of. And if the if the movie or the TV show is big enough. You'll knock that quote down. You know what I mean? If, if my quote right now is at $10,000 an episode, but a show like This Is Us or The Marvelous Miss Maisel said, well, well, we'll take them, but we can only maybe do five grand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it because because it they know it'll catapult my career to the next level. Yeah, they got a huge audience. Absolutely. So when you see these people that you don't know, you see them on the shows or whatever, no, no. And you know who does make money like that? When you see people like Flo. That flow is 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 the face of progressive. Mm. That is a contract. Yeah, yeah. that is a contract. Yeah, she never. You know, yeah. that is a contract. But when you see, like, even when you see me, like, on, like, say, from a SWAT, I've, I've done damn near four shows in like less than four months. It's been a great year. But each of those, all I did was piggyback off the quotes, off the quotes, off the quotes. And now I'm at a point where it's like, okay, give me while I'm cheap. Mm. And you better do it because I know where I'm gonna go. And even if that doesn't pop the way I need it to pop, is why I start writing and the producing. To the next the, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to control your destiny. You got to control your fate. And the bad part about it is, is that as African-Americans, we have, uh, we've been dumbed down to believe that we can't do a lot of things that we can. Because all, all movie movies are is telling stories. Yeah. And they make us believe only stories we can tell is about cracking the inner cities, somebody, mama or daddy being gone. All that is, is yeah. not true. Or, or it's like the, the slavery time period. It's like we never get to tell these it's, authentic stories from all the Exactly. It's enough, though. It's enough. Everybody does not come from poverty. Right. All these right. things, is, right. it's not the truth. But every time something gets championed or highlighted, it's got to be about negative things or slavery or whatever when we people just like anybody yeah. else. you know. And that's why us is so good because... What happens is, as African-American writers, we feel like we got to put on a show. So instead of laughing with us, you're laughing at us. Mm. When you usually see a white comedy, you're just laughing at their comedy. Yeah. You'll never be like, oh, I'm going to go watch a white movie. Yeah, we're saying that's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll be like, I'm going to go watch a black film. And that's what I think us did. It took those color lines off because we didn't need the, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't see nobody sagging. You didn't see no guns. It was just a black Family just done it all. Every artist, you know, what I mean? in a very and, it, yeah. and that was it. And you didn't say, "Oh, it's a black movie," because there was no remnants of that. You yeah. know, everybody was just acting. Yeah, it was. It was dope. But it was like I think uh, Shana had this conversation. Like when we watched Insecure, it was like, "Yo, black professionals, like those are like the women that we know." Exactly. Right? But the thing is, we we're waiting for that. That next thing is like, yo, young black males were doing similar things, have great stories who don't come from poverty, who never sold drugs, who are professionals, like. We need that. On it's, coming. It's, it's coming. coming. it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's and I, I'm I'm almost ashamed because when I saw Black Panther, mm-hmm. 
I had never seen black so beautiful. I just hadn't. Like a bald head black woman looking that, like the whole cast. Shout out to Oprah. Right? The whole cast, I'm just like, wow. And I was like, first I was ashamed, but then I was like, my whole life I have never seen that. My whole life I have never seen black as beautiful on that level. We talking about superheroes. The whole time you're seeing Superman, Batman, all these other people, which is cool. I'm not hating on it, but to see it and me be this old and have to take a breath like, wow. It just shows you what happens. And then now you, you start to see that we can tell our own stories. We can start producing because that, I would say, is what changed me as an actor. Because I was like, you know what? I can tell my story. My story is from Oakland. My story is about my family. My little sister, uh, my baby sister has breast cancer. There's a lot of things going on in Oakland that, that I don't approve of. But I feel like I had a hand in that because I'm a very educated person. I'm very well spoken. But... If, you, if everybody who has talent leaves the city and doesn't reach his hand back, whose fault is that? Yeah. Nah, and and, and that, that leads us to our next segment where we're going to talk about what you're doing on the behind the scenes and also the town of Oakland, too. So we're going to jump to that. All right. So, um, okay. So now we talked about, you know, your, your journey and getting into Hollywood and the, the, the journey of any actor. Um, but we want to get behind the scenes as well, right? So you are not just an actor, you're a producer as well, right? And you got a, a couple interesting projects that you're working on. We're going to get to that. But all right. Can you talk about your journey from being an actor to wanting to be a producer and also how that looked? Because now that's strictly like you got to be a businessman or woman to be an actor, right? Because right. you got to be on top of your P's and Q's. But if you're a producer, you definitely have to be, because that's what it is, right? Like right. now you're actually, you know, have a budget. You got to allocate that budget. You got to try to get the budget. You got to know how much money. You got to have proposals and all that stuff. So that is actually even, to me, even more important because you, the purple person behind the camera has more power than the person in front of the camera. Right? Absolutely. And this is why we talk about images as far like what you just said about Black Panther and um, how we're portrayed, you know, in the media and all that stuff is because the person behind the camera for so long mm-hmm. didn't look like us, right? Exactly. So they can they can dictate whatever they want as a narrative is concerned, right? So, um, all right, can you talk about the journey behind the camera and what that looks like from your perspective? Um, because it, I'm sure it's interesting. You know, you're learning as you, as you go along, right, too, right. I'm pretty sure. Well, one thing I would, would want to express first is what happens between a movie and a book, which will also relate to Instagram. Mm. If we all watch a movie or see the same post, our mind's eye has been forced to see the same thing, right? Yeah. But if you get a book, we could all read the same book, but if we broke down that girl in it, the guy, even the dog, everybody's opinion of that will look so different. Yeah, interpretation. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? Mm. And see, that's the problem with the world we live in today. Everybody's allowing people to force their opinions just by watching stuff. Mm. So what I wanted to do was, once I realized that, I'm like, yo, it's such a visual world. That's why Instagram is flourishing. Because, you know what I mean? People just want to see, people just want to see. They want to see, they want to see. And that's why I don't have tons of uh, Instagram followers is because I just don't want to be part of that world. I just did not want to be part of that world for the longest I've been doing it. Like, if you look at my credits, like if I wanted to do that, I could have did that when I was on tour. But I didn't want to be like, 
hey, hey, get in this picture with me. Hey, hey, look at me. You know, and, and the struggle behind was still a struggle. You know, I had bought the property, but to keep a property is hard too. I had people moving in and moving out on me, all of that. Yeah. But once I realized that visually things changed lives, I said, okay, either you could, you know, you could either do it or don't because it's going to leave you behind. So how do you change people's opinion about it? Or how do you make yourself feel good about doing it? And the only way I can do that was to tell my story, to tell what I knew first. Because once I understand anything, um, and not to go off track, but I just got an amazing job, an amazing job. I work as an IT tech where we install smart homes and uh, security for celebrities and major companies. Mm. And when I saw all these wires, all this stuff, I'm like, yo, I'm going to get fired next week. <laughs> this is a wrap. I'm going to lose the best job I got in, in a week. But as I started to understand it, understanding it, I'm rocking now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they do that to us with two of stocks. They make us not understand it. All these, all these words they use. So you don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, but now I understand. So what I said was, look, I'll, I'll tell my story in a way that makes me feel comfortable and it opens the eyes to things. And I feel like Oakland right now is being like taken over. I feel like my city is being like literally raped. Nothing from the the original Oakland will be there. The Raiders are going, the Warriors are going, all these things are happening. So I was like, listen, how do I how do I show my point of view? So I just start writing. I just start writing. You know, I know the pain come from my family because like I said, my family was never broken. You know, I never had a broken family. My parents didn't do divorce until two years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were together. My mom had me at 16. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, their separation is, is you know, on them. But everybody poured so much love into me when I was home. Yeah. And when they told me to go, that's all I did. I never looked back once. You know what I mean? And when you leave a piece of a puzzle leaves, I feel like there's a gap. And that's what I'm just trying to fix now. So on this producing side, I can't say that I'm a master producer or even a master writer. I just know that I'm a good captain. I know I know how to hire the appropriate people to do it. And I know that I speak with enough passion that they believe me. They don't just jump on and be like, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do this. No, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? Because that's a, I can do this. That's important, right? Can like, you help me? And knowing that is important, right? You know what? I'm not great at this. Let me find somebody who's yep. great. And the fact that you're even doing it and acknowledging it is like the inspiration behind it, right? Because there might be a kid that's watching and like, you know what? He did it. He's from here. I got a chance, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's dope. Like when you're doing it, you're doing the work, yeah. but you don't know the, the impact that it's having or the trail you leave behind. So yeah. that's dope. And then financially, on the financial side of it, you are 100% correct because what happens is, is me sitting behind the camera saying, okay, this project may cost me $100,000. And if I'm going to get that $100 and I'm going to take it out of, say, my condo that I own. Now, that's my money. <laughs> that's my money. So now you're sitting behind this camera saying, who's going to do the best job to get me my money back? Mm-hmm. That's what every actor needs to understand when you're coming up in this game. I don't care who you are. My job behind that camera, everybody that's on this side, who's going to get our money back? That's you can be a better actor, but that dude has a name. So don't go beat yourself up. I want my, everybody want their money back. I don't do it for the love of it. If I put $100,000 in, I at least better get my money back. And I think a lot of actors get in this game thinking about themselves more than the business side. Because I did too. That's all I was thinking about. Like, yo, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. When I would have really thought about the business and said, listen, 
you got to see it from their eyes and see what they want to be seen as opposed to you just trying to be this character. Because when you understand the investment, then you put a little bit more blood, sweat, and tears into that character because it's like, listen, you got to be the best. If I'm putting my money on you. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm putting my money on you. Well, let me ask you this. So, all right, if, if, um, if I'm a kid in college or high school or whatever and I have dreams of writing a show for Netflix or um, a movie or whatever, how would I go about raising money? Like, what, what avenues is it to actually raise money to, you know, put a project together? I would say do not. Do not go around trying to raise money. Mm. Submerge yourself in the craft. Whatever it is you're doing, when you know it's right, when it's at the level it needs to be at, the money will come. Submerge yourself in that. Like you gotta find, like you need to be in a class, you need to be in this, you need to be in that, because I'm telling you, whenever, whenever I'm not feeling good, it's because I have I've stepped out of bounds. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the gym, I'm not in acting class, I'm not doing the things that I need to do to do it. Right. But I promise you, when you stay in the when you stay in the cipher, it comes out of the woodworks. And when you got something good too, some people gotta understand when bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> God can't help you. Listen, listen, don't take do not take these tips. If you ain't got the shit right, you know what I mean? But if, if you got a product and you stay with it and you stay humble and you stay just pressing it, fixing it, press it and fix it, trying to raise money, don't let that be your focus. Make sure that make sure that, that thing that you're doing is as good as it can be. Like that's why when I when I wrote that when I wrote the town and then I put it out there, it was like, you know, delivering a baby out into the world. And then when people was like, yo. This is fire. I was like, but that was my first time out the gate. What can I do? What else can I do? So I would say, don't don't focus on money. Don't focus on other people's ideas of what you're doing. Just make it the best it can be. Even in acting, people are like, oh, give me a tip on this or give me a tip on that. I was like, no. How do I find an agent? No. Go to a class that is a good class. Not because they got this huge name. Yeah. Wasting all your money. They're taking some of your money. Wasting all your money. Because yeah. you want people yeah. paying thousand dollars for acting classes yeah. and barely even going up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. What you want to do is dumb down your life. Dumb down your life so that you can really see what's what. You know what I mean? So you can say, hey, you know what? I'm wasting money on this. I'm wasting money on that. Live less so you can live more. You know what I mean? Start to really break those down. The Mint app is huge. Like people worry about, oh, I don't know how to like balance my books or do this. The Mint app, you put your bank account stuff in there, it'll show you. And it was baffling to me. I was like, oh, you know, I'm not spending that much money. I'm okay. It's only like $10 here, $10 there, $15, $20. When Mint put it up, it was like, yo, you spent $800 on leisure. I'm like, no, I didn't. That's impossible. Yeah. It put, when you can see it, it's there. It becomes so, reality. Yeah. And so to answer your question, Focus on the passion because when you focus on the passion, I promise you the universe is going to work in your favor. Because that's, that's that's important, man. So I'm going back to the part where, like, from a financial standpoint, how somebody can get into acting as far as raising and, and dedicating themselves to the craft. But you said before you got to Cal State Northridge, mm-hmm. there was a program that you were in for acting. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit? The Summer Bridge Program. Summer, <laughs> Summer Bridge Program saved my life. Uh, yeah, what happens is, is, uh, the Summer Bridge program only takes in, I think, maybe a hundred students or whatnot. They only take actually 30 abroad and then they keep the other ones right here in uh, Los Angeles. And, uh, they take the kids who, you know, had the numbers and, you know, maybe had the grades, but just 
you know, either one thing didn't work out or, you know, they knew they wouldn't get into the colleges they needed immediately. Mm -hmm. So you go into the summer bridge program, which allows you to uh, go to the college that summer before your first year. So it just it, it changed everything about me going into college because I had a group of kids. There's about 80 of us. Yeah. And we had uh, Pan-African studies. We had um, one of the history classes and one of the elective classes. All of us, we started with a chip on our shoulder anyway because we felt like we should have got in the way everybody else got in. Yeah. But when you know, you're going against people who know exactly how to get into college, I just wasn't taught that, you know. I thought I, I thought I was good, you know, but you don't know that you're going against everybody. You going against everybody in the United States. <laughs> so it really helps me out in, a, in in one way because a got me into college. B, it gave me a home. I felt at home before having to deal with this big college thing. You know, oh my God, I'm going to college. Didn't feel like that. It felt like I was in high school still. Because I had this group of people that was with me before. Yeah. And then we had our own RAs, which is a resident advisor. So when we came in our freshman year, we was kind of like sophomores. People was coming to us, yeah. asking us questions like, oh, how you get here? Or how you do this? We like, oh, you trying to get over there? It's right there. Oh, the lunchroom is right here. Then you got your crew. So you feel you feel safer in a, in a safer environment when you already have your classes and the professors were like hand on, the resident advisors was hand on. Whatever your weakness was, Good. they had people there to literally help you do it. Like literally. Like anything that you were bad at, they weren't letting you out of there with with being that same weakness. That's dope, because a lot of people don't have that authentic experience when they go to college. Um, no. So like programs like that definitely be Summer Bridge is big. Summer Bridge was big. And then I was gone. Like I didn't have that time to even think about Oh, I may not do this. Or I may not do that. One week after I graduated, I was gone. Mm. I ain't never been back to open since. Wow. Not, I mean, not to live. Obviously, you know, to visit family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since I left, it was like I ain't going back to open. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now, so, what you said was key as far as and we say that all the time. You gotta stay down until you come up. As far as don't work, it's interesting. You said don't worry about getting funding because a lot of people DM us and because we, we, you know, we talk about um, the streaming wars, right? Mm -hmm. Where Apple getting the streaming and. Netflix and, and Fox and all that stuff. So right now is a good time, I think, for creators because there's a lot of different opportunities, right? Yeah. But and, and people, they ask that question. That's why I asked you. People were like, well, I have an idea, but how do I get in front of Netflix? Or how do I get in front of Amazon? How do I get in front of Apple where I can, you know, pitch this and get a series? But your thing is, don't worry about that. Just right. put out, a have a good quality product first. Mm -hmm. The energy will just align with the universe if it's meant to be. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's just what I believe because there's no way that if you're giving your absolute all, if you're giving everything, yeah. and I mean ten toes down, if you're giving everything, it just it just uh, it doesn't work. The, the world doesn't work like that. But it's very hard to give your absolute all to cut out. I mean, all of the like the bull. Really focus on this. Like, be able to put that script or idea out. Get notes. Redo it, do it again, get notes. Like it took a year and a half for me to actually get the script and everything that I have down. Mm -hmm. Then to get the numbers and say, you know what? This is a million dollar script. Maybe I can't have that hospital scene. Maybe I can't have that airport scene. You start to really say, how do I dumb this down to the minimum viable product to see if I can get this thing actually done? Yeah. And then once you start seeing that, it just changes your perspective on, on everything. Like even, uh, don't, don't, don't be fooled by all these networks. 
the streaming and Netflix because you don't get paid like you get paid with network. It's a streaming thing. Mm. So it's way different with cats. So is it based paid. on the numbers of the people who, who actually consumed it? That has happened? Nah, those contracts ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Okay. Like people like on a smaller scale, when Netflix produce something, like you're getting paid whatever they pay you. That don't have nothing to do with anything else. Only time you really start getting like power like that, like real power, is like when you start getting second and third seasons because now you can be like, hey, you know what? I'll just leave. Mm-hmm. And they know that you're a pivotal part in that, in that, you know, that series or, or that movie, that franchise. Yeah. Now you got all the power, you got the juice. But until then, until the people start watching like that, yeah. you're at the mercy of, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the misconceptions. Right. You know what I mean? Because people will see people doing stuff, but they don't realize like that person is struggling. Like, like I'm doing well right now, but I'm only doing well because of the, the avenues of money that I have. Like that condo I have is paying for not only itself, but the place I live. Like I also still work. I got a voiceover studio in my house, mm. you know, and then I still got a job that lets me go and come as odd, you know, please. So multiple streams of yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like when you humble yourself, it changes your perspective. I had to work at Costco just because things was just getting rough. And I was like, you need to get, get off this high horse, man. You know, you, you went around, run around with celebrities, thought you was cool doing all this. And now look what you got. You talking about quitting acting. You talking about, you might think about going back to open, but you've done this. You dug that hole for yourself, trying to be fly. Yeah. And then when I had to go back to, when I had to go back to work at night, working at Costco, it humbled me, you know what I mean? And it made me realize the, the, the energy and the power that I had in me because you had people just working in there like, why are you working here? It's because I was stupid for about a year and a half doing stupid shit. Yeah. If I want to give you the answers. And then you start appreciating, is this what I want to do my whole life? You said you want to do something. You told yourself you came here for a reason yeah. and you, you, you to turn off that step. And then once you realize that I don't want to have to do this at some, at some, some point in my life, I want a wife. I want a kid. And this is the profession I chose. So if you ain't going to be all in, you need to just quit so you can do something else. Because I'm very talented. Yeah. I can do a lot of things. And working, regular jobs, regular stuff is what gave me the passion and desire to push forward. It's like, I can't do this. Yeah. I cannot do this every day. And then I took all my auditions, everything I, everything else in my life, I took so much more serious. So when you said, um, all right, I just thought about something. Streaming. When we think about streaming, especially in the music business, right? And many streams you get, you make money per stream. Small amount, even YouTube, you make money per like stream or listen, right? But Netflix doesn't, it doesn't work like that, huh? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many people actually watch your show. You just get a lump sum of money or whatever. That kind of, what, what you sign is what you sign. And I'm only talking about on the, I mean, I mean, no, because that's, that's just how acting goes. You don't, you don't, unless it's inked and you're the lead and you already have a name. Right. Yeah, then maybe it's like, okay, we can pay you this on the back end or we can do this. But when you go in, the negotiations happen before you even touch the set. It's like, it's like Bird Box. Yeah. Like they, they, they signed a contract to do Bird Box. Yeah. The response is so crazy. They didn't know it was going to go like that. Now it's like, like here's exactly. the numbers for exactly. part two. We, we're going to need some more. Now, that's when you start having the power. Yeah. When it's like, okay, here's part two. Well, I won't do it unless this. And they're like, well, how about this? Okay, well, how about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the same thing with like pilot season real quick. It's like pilot season is one of the biggest parts of the year for actors and the people trying to get these things done. People don't know what pilot's going to pop. So you could book a pilot, but it don't get picked up. You book a pilot, it gets aired and get cut in the third week. And the the pilot that nobody thought was going to rock, it's like 
Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Or some, I mean, yeah. I, they knew that was gonna go because it was already a book and stuff. Yeah. But some of the stuff that people just take a chance on are some of the ones that just, just be like, wow, it's about eighth season. Wow. And I, I say that to myself. I just saw like uh, the cancellation list that just came out. What is it? Uh, so I, oh, 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 the show, yeah, the show yeah, cancellation yeah. list, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, wow, oh, that's going too. Oh, that's going. That got renewed. Okay, right. You never know who's watching. Yeah, that's why. I got a quick question because you're writing, you're producing, and you're directing. And when we talk about music, right, the person who writes the record gets paid. The person who produces it gets paid. So if you have a project and you're doing all those things, uh, those are another. Th- those are forms of income, right? So yeah. like you do your own project, you write it, you produce it, you direct it, yeah. and you star in it. Are we talking four different streams of income? You are, but you aren't because uh, in the beginning. Doing all those things you're wearing now as hats because you're trying to save that money. To not you know, someone else. Right. Okay. Because you, uh, you want the project to be at its best. So even if somebody does, cause right now I'm pitching and I'm having pitch meetings, I'm talking and they're like, okay, well, what if, you know, would, would 200,000 episode work? So that's what you got. You got that $200,000 to produce that entire episode. So I could be like, well, I'm the director. I'll take that. I'm starting it. I'll take that. And I also wrote it. Now you're down 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Now your, pro- your, your project has sacrificed because you could have put that into maybe some more wardrobe, another location, or those things like that. Okay. Or giving it to the cast member. Maybe you only want one strong lead. That 50 you took, you could have gave that to that person because you know they're going to bring eyes uh, to that. Okay. So it's, it's on two sides of it. Once you kind of get up there, yes, but in the beginning, you need to take that L in the beginning so you can do justice if you believe in your project. Yeah. Some people don't care. Some people are like, yeah, I'll put out whatever. If you pay just, me, I'll do just it. Take a check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's your side. Run. That's your side. You know what I'm saying? Take the check and run. But if you're invested and you believe in your project, you want to stay there from start to finish because people can, people try to tinker with my project. Are you okay with not being the lead? Can we not have it in Oakland? It's a lot of things. And it's just like, what are you willing to sacrifice? And in this project, I don't want to be in too much because this is a passion project for me. It's about my family. It's about Oakland. It's about a lot of things that people really need to hear because it's like the newspaper. You can read the bullshit if you want to, but if you really want to know, you got to dig. I'm glad you said that because that leads us right to our, our next topic. All right, so we talked about a few things, but now we're going to talk about a few different things, but it, they all tie into each other. We're going to talk about real estate, we're going to talk about justification, we're going to talk about your project, and they all tie into each other, right? So you're working on a project now about the town, locally, right. right? And you was telling us off camera some interesting things, because, you know, like I said, one of the things about our um, show is sports and entertainment, sports, right? So if anybody's a sports fan, you know that um, Oakland, a lot of teams are leaving Oakland. Right, so the Raiders leaving, um, the Warriors. This is their last season playing in Oakland and moving to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, um, and there's even rumors that the Oakland A's may may leave. Um, right, right. So, but you, I didn't really think about it until you actually broke it down as far as the play behind that. So, can you just talk about that? Because it's, it's interesting and it also ties into your series. We got the series as well. Well, I mean, this is all you know hearsay. But if facts sound like facts, then it's more than likely facts. San Francisco is the most expensive place to live in America because of the tech world. It's literally booming. And San Francisco is full up. Like, there's no more space. They can't can't build any more skyscrapers. They can't can't put people in the ocean. Like, people can't start, like, camping on the bridge. 
And the next place over is Oakland. Yep. Now, everybody's all caught up into the whole of what's happening, but they're not listening to the real reasoning of why. Like, all of a sudden, the, the Raiders had a great season before Carr got hurt. Yeah. Why would you do that? The Warriors have never been as good as they are. Ever. Ever. Yeah. No team. So why, <laughs> right? Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've got the Raiders going to Vegas. You've got the Golden State Warriors going to San Francisco. What happens to a community? What happens to a community that thrives on their sports team? We're not talking about people like our team. Raiders suck, but they still believe. Oh, so believe. I mean, I think they have on fandom like they have the one of the yeah. hugest fan bases. The black that something happened in the black hole. You 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 know yeah. you I, know about. I was it. telling you before, like my my dad's from Kingston, Jamaica. Favorite team is the Oakland Raiders. Still to this day. Absolutely. Like, and I'm just like, what's the correlation? He just like, he loved the ruggedness. He loved the ruggedness. He's from the, the John Madden coaching area. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. like, he just loved the ruggedness of the Raiders, that black and silver. Man. Absolutely. So uh, I, um, in 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 doing the series that I was uh, trying to produce and trying to produce now, I went to Oakland and I just, I literally just went to everybody and I was just like, hey, how can you help me? What can be done? What are we doing? And then the story starts to write itself. Mm. Like everybody wanted to help. And I found out that they were giving cash for keys. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. What's happened now is, is that the property values have went up. In Oakland. In Oakland. Mm. Tremendously. Mm. So now that these people are living in these homes, they can't afford the property tax. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And on top of that, businesses and things are being shut down. Somebody who was cool working at that Walmart, Walmart's not there anymore. Now, all these businesses and things that have to be shut down because of the tech world, which is fine, yeah. but the culture is getting taken away. You know what I mean? That's just like if you go take, go to Philly and, and take Sylvester Stallone joint down, or you take the, the, the bell. If you go to these places that are monumental, Oakland is the where the Black Panthers started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got a swag about it. It's, it's something about Oakland. I don't know. I'm not saying it because I'm from there. It's the truth. It's evident. It's evident. It's Everybody like, know. It's almost like a forgotten city in a sense because it's like we here in New York, we here in Miami, we here in Atlanta. Nobody really talks about it. Exactly. Oakland. Exactly. And what's happening now is, is that we didn't see the beauty in it until it was too late. Ooh. Cities like that, cities like ours, we did not understand what it was because we got a beautiful transit system. You go to the bay, you can do dock your boats. You go up the hill, you can ride your horses. Mm. Like all these things, cities don't have that. You go to some cities and they barely got a bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we got all the stuff that people would need to thrive. And we were just, you know, nobody, we didn't, we, as kids or as the adults, we were just living. But now these people have got a hold of it. And they're like, well, what's the best way to get them out so we can move in? Mm. All right, let's give them some money first. So cash for keys. You can't, you're barely making ends meet. The schools are being shut down. So then they people got to like bust their kids out. Schools are literally being shut down for whatever reasons, whether it doesn't meet code or their kids aren't hitting the numbers. They shut them down. They're like, well, this, 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 this school isn't producing. Right? Yeah. So now you piling kids into one school or you sending them off 
So they say, hey, listen, we'll give you, I'm just throwing numbers, $100,000. And they're thinking, hell, I can move to Tracy or Stockton, Sacramento, and be good. That's a down payment and whatever, because I, I can't afford to live here. Yeah. So instead of holding on, and that's what, you know, that's one of the character uh, chants in the series, that's where his 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 heart breaks because here he is, he has to leave Oakland and we don't tell why because of this, this whole thing. But he ends up in Miami and he starts to do real estate. And he's like winning at real estate, like winning. But here he is thriving over here, but not looking back at the city that made him. Right. So what happens is his uh, his younger sister calls him and there's a big thing happening where she's like, you got to come back. You have to come back. When he comes back, he's thinking he's dealing with one thing, but his sister is sick. The family's falling apart. The city's falling apart. They're closing his high school. And then the reason he left in the first place is staring him right in his face. You know what I mean? So all these things start to happen and you realize that like, hey, Oakland is just like everywhere else, except this is a place that we should have put up a little bit more. One of our havens. Like, come on, look at the people that's coming out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it is, we didn't just pop up. But when you get told that you're ugly or wrong for so long, you start to believe it. Like, I love the black hole, but when you think about it, it comes from a place of, if you don't give it to me, I'll take it. Mm. And I dare you to say something. I read it. <laughs> right? right? I don't care if I lost or not. I bet you I would be ass outside. Yeah. That's, that's how I roll. Yeah. So it's, it, it comes from, we, we, you know, they say the uh, a diamond's made from, from pressure, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we're all diamonds, but not a, some, some people just didn't have that pressure to make them what they are. And now that we see that we can be, people are standing up and open. People are like, yo, whoever can, each one teach one. And now that's why I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do something, if I'm going to put my blood, sweat, and tears into it, I got to give back to the city that gave to me. So it's, it's interesting you said that too, because so... Like, I remember Jim Jones, right, had said a while ago that Harlem, anybody's familiar with Harlem, some of the open as far as the history, everybody knows the history of Harlem, like, that's black, Renaissance, like, yeah, like, that's, you know, that's Langston Hughes, all of that, it's, 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 it's a rich history of Harlem, right? And if you, it, so Harlem had a very rich history, and then the 80s, when the crack epidemic hit, it yes. hit. Yep. Harlem was just ravished, yeah. torn apart, yeah, but, right, torn apart, terrible. And now, if you go to Harlem, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. It's like, you, know, like, you, you see people with their Yorkies, and yeah. they don't look like us. Like, you know A lot of people don't look like us. So when I heard Jim, he was on the radio, and he was saying that, you know, when a lot of the, the, the hustlers and, and guys that was really getting money, he was like, you know, back in the days, you could have bought a building at Harlem for like a dollar. Like they was giving, they was giving properties away, yeah. but they wasn't even on it like that. They were buying champagne clubs and all that. He was like, Absolutely. looking back on it now, he and his friends and the other people that he was around that he saw that was on a higher level than him, they could have really brought blocks. Good. Those, like, uh, brownstones in Harlem going for $2 million, $1.5 million yeah. right now, right? So it's like, imagine if you bought a whole block back then, how much it's worth now. Yeah. So the same thing, that's why, you know, it's, it's, very it's great what you're doing now because it's like, at some point we have to learn, right? We saw it happen in, in D.C. We saw it happen in Brooklyn. We saw it happen in Harlem. We see it's going on in Atlanta. Every year, it's happening all over the country, right? So it's like, okay, how do we be proactive instead of being reactive? Because one thing is, okay, look, it happened. This is bad. Like, I'm pushed out of my neighborhood. But And that's one of the things with Nipsey Hussle. That's why we had to go to the, to the Marathon oh, yeah, store because yeah. it's like, 
That's what he was doing. Yeah, take, like, you know what I'm saying? Take that money and buy the neighborhood. Yeah, he was, buying, he was buying back. He was buying his neighborhood. Yeah. Providing jobs, providing opportunities. So it's like when you see all these sports teams leave and, you know, and now the talent is going down and that's bringing down that, the value and then people are coming in, like you said, giving cash. Yeah. Like, and then it's, it's, all, it's all a bigger play, right? Yeah. The thing that has to happen, what I feel like, is that we have to get this chip off our shoulder. And it's not our fault because we were born and raised with nothing, I feel like. So whenever we get a chance to shine, we do it. And the only way sometimes to shine is to outshine another person. That's how we were raised. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mom's like, don't don't let nobody do this to you. If somebody hits you, you hit them back. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing, but it came from a place of like desperation. So now that we know that we're not desperate right now because we are doing amazingly as 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 a, as a community, as a culture, as whatever, we got to get the chip off our shoulder because if we bind together, if we bind together and stop saying like, hey, I'm the king, that don't mean both of y'all can't be too. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If we do that, people stop because you start to feel like you're not worth because of the people around you. But if that person was like, you know what, I got a little bit. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go too. Now we don't have to give away our homes for this cash for keys because guess what? If you can hold on to this house for a year, <laughs> listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to loan you this 50. I'm going to loan you this 50. We're going to redo it, which is going to bring up the equity. Yeah. But I want to hunt it back because now you're going to have $800,000 because it's at its value now. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. Nobody, Nobody's talking to people and the community's not binding together like like Jewish people or even Mexicans, like the Mexicans doing their things. Yeah. Like I still to this day see them grinding. They work together. together. They work together. You know what I mean? And it's it's just one of those things that we just have to, you know, I I'm I'm in it too and I'm trying I'm trying to be a better man every day. It's an uphill battle. But it's hard to unlearn things that you've learned your whole life. Yeah. Even when it comes to women. Even when it comes to women, like you know, you you learn how to be swagged out. You learn how to do it. I'm, I'm, you know, you can't touch me. That's how my cousins raised me. Like yo, how to dress, keep your head cut, all these things. But did they really teach you how to appreciate the right woman or to talk to do whatever you know what I mean? And that all it's, it's all in the same culture. That's why we the fastest, whatever. Because that's what we do. I bet you can't beat me. Let's go. So now you're out there running, artists. That's how we raise. But what we need to change is now put us in finances. So that we know credit is king. Mm-hmm. Credit is king. Because if we got, if we all, if me and three of my homeboys got good credit, we're good. Credit was everything. You know, credit is king. Then you take that one step further. Okay, how do we take that money and apply it to something? But let's not just apply it to something where we got to be at every day. I don't want to have to, just because I stopped working, my money should not stop working for me. Uh, that sounds stupid. Yeah, that's so right. now I got to, if I want to go on a vacation, my money stop? Yeah. And that's what folks start winning. Yeah, money don't sleep, so it shouldn't. They got exactly. residual income. That money Absolutely. is making money while they sleep. And I don't care if it's a, 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 a laundry mat. I don't care if it's vending machines. I don't care if you want to get an extra $500 a month. You break that down 12 times 5. You all right. Gordon Gekko, one of the most legendary characters in movie history, has one of the most legendary lines in movie history. He says, money never sleeps. If anyone's not familiar, that's Wall Street. Um, and Gordon Gekko was the star. If you haven't watched Wall Street, you're doing yourself much a disservice, yes. But that is, that's such a, a short line, but it's, if you really think, he's like, money never sleeps. No. If you really understand money, then you understand it never sleeps. Like, that's the key. You have to make, I remember Warren Buffett said something, he said, if you can't find out how to make money while you sleep, you're going to work till you die. 
And that's facts. That's a fact. And that's facts. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's and that's where we I feel like they don't teach. And they don't teach anybody that because it wasn't just black people in my school, it was white Mexicans and everybody else. But that was the Achilles heel. Like I, I, I just started caring about credit five years ago. I was like, well shit, they, it's, it's messed up already. I don't care. I'm not care for none of y'all. You know what I mean? But that's that's just not the way to go. And once you start understanding that you don't need a bunch of money to do the little things. You know what I'm saying? Just just the little things and then get a good group of guys around you. Like stop stop being selfish. Stop being like this me, me, me. Because you, you'll never get ahead like that. Right. Just one person, like two brains is better than one. Three brains is better than two. And you get a good group of distinguished gentlemen. Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah. Because these, you can help my vision in so many ways that I don't know. And then from that, this finances get better. When finances get better, you start living good. When you start living good, you start being good to other people. Because I can't give you if I don't have. I just can't. Like for me, other people probably can. But for me, if, it's like if. If I'm starving, I feel like I can't help you. So I need to make sure that I'm doing my part to better myself. Because if I'm eating, then you're eating. But everybody has to be on that same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, when y'all said y'all was doing what y'all was doing, I was like, I'm on it. I'm on it. Like, whatever I can do to help, because now I'm seeing, you know, your Jay-Z, your Meek Mills, and everybody's, like, on this wave, and I don't be on waves. But if I'm going to be on any wave that I'm going to jump on, it's gonna be the one that's the movement that's happening right now. Yeah. Because I see all the stuff that's happening and how is it that everybody know about all these other people that have Holocaust and all these things and they are putting that force in and this happened to these people and it was wrong. We was enslaved for how long? And everybody still know, and it's just okay. Everybody knows about it. Everybody knows the struggle, but people aren't standing up. It's because we don't stand up for ourselves. 80% of the NBA and NFL is like black. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> the entertainers, come on, man. They're like, I don't know the numbers per se, but I know every time I turn around, everybody is following the trends and the trends is most yeah, We are the culture. You know okay. what I mean? So I think that once we once the tide turning, and it's not about I don't want to make it a black, white, or whatever thing. It's just about I don't want my son or my daughter or whoever else to grow up and have to feel the way I felt when I watched Black Panther. You should know black is beautiful or Mexican is beautiful or whatever is beautiful just because it's beautiful. Damn the color. Believe in what you believe in. Like, we, we got it back because we don't know our history. Right. It everybody else can go back. Yeah. You know, you see everybody else, they, they got the dates, they, they still there. And that's where I feel like finance starts at that. Because once we start saying, hey, this is how you, when you got money, money, Money rules the world and don't think it's a bad thing, but it allows you to do what? See more. So instead of people want to get rims, work to get rims over the summer, now they're like, yo, I want to go sailing. Well, well how? Because my dad used to sail or whatever. That's where people get over because the money allows them to see more. And then when you see more, your brain expands. If your brain expands, Absolutely, that's like a real life exposure. <laughs> but you don't get out. When you don't get out. When you don't get out of that. When you don't get out of that city, you think you're doing it. Nah, that's you think you're doing and it. And it also comes down to self esteem too, because it's like, okay, if you really think about it, you buying all these things is really for insecurity. Right? You, don't feel, you don't feel great about yourself, so you have to buy the rims on your car and all of that. No shame to anybody do that, but if you really are secure. You don't need to buy that, right? You'd rather buy a home. You'd rather buy investments, set your kids up. I see some of the richest people in New York, and they, they drive in Nissans. Like, you wouldn't know they have money because that's not what they're on. 
right? And that's something that I think we as a culture, we still have to get over that. Because we never, like you said, we don't, we, we've never had anything. Right. So now it's like when, it's, when we get anything, we have to show we have everything. Yeah, we, have to, we have to have a sense of validation. And, and if you're going to do it, if you are going to do those things, don't work for those things. Have that revenue that I was talking about make you the money. Right. Don't don't sit around and, and bust your ass and you got you got to know yourself work. Like you just got to. I just knew and I got played many times. Like I used to uh be a uh what's it called it? Uh what's it call that when people you are uh was for a tequila company where you're just one of uh, ambassador. Ambassador brand ambassador. Bro, ambassador, I could have been the owner. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm selling this tequila like it's mine. I opened up over three hundred accounts from Oakland to San uh San Diego. You know what I'm saying? I set up, I set up, I set up the events where the guy sold his company to the dude for over three hundred million dollars. I set up the event, but guess what I got? That same two thousand dollars that he told me I would get for setting up the thing. You got to know your worth. When you know your worth, get a mentor. Get a mentor right now. If you want, if you want my best advice, get a mentor. Beg for a mentor. Get a mentor now. Not your mama. Not your daddy. Not your cousins. I don't care how smart they are. Get a mentor outside of your group. Because I'm telling you, a mentor is like you being blind and they that damn walking stick. They're not there to help you walk. They're just trying to guide you a little bit more. Tell them, get a mentor. That's, that's part, that'll be it. That's get a mentor. Part, that's part of what, what we actually do um, in New York. Like we have a mentorship program where we, we take kids who have aspirations to be an actor or be an attorney or be a doctor. And we put them in those fields and they get to intern for six weeks to see what it's like. They get to pick the brain figure out if it's career. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody wanted to work. I, this kid didn't even want to work in finance, but I saw him selling waters every day outside of a um, shopping center for a dollar. Every single day, making $30. Going back to the store, mm-hmm. buying it for cheap, selling them. And I was like, what do you want to do? He said, you wanted, wanted to play in the NBA. I'm like, nah, you have a natural instinct. You a hustler. Like, I can see it. First thing I did, I said, Shannon, I got this kid, I need you to work with him. Because I know he's working in finance, this kid has a hustle. He just has to be directed mm-hmm. in the that's right cool. way, right? So that's dope that you said that, because that's actually what we do. Yep, that's that for me that's big. That's big because when my acting career really started taking off, I met the right coach. Like I was taught the wrong way, so me and him butted heads for so long, because I had learned the wrong way for so long that when he was trying to teach me the right way, I'm I'm arguing with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm arguing, I'm from Oakland. Like, nigga, I, I spent <laughs> nigga, I spent five thousand dollars on these classes. You can't tell me that that's wrong. Right. But it was. You know what I mean? And then I met him and he just changed my whole perception. I couldn't get to emotion because they used to tell me, like, hey, did your die did your dog die or did your girlfriend break up with you? So I'm in here in this scene thinking about my dead dog when well, I should really just connect with the character. You see what I'm saying? And it was it was it was stuff like that. <laughs> I swear to you, man, this is real life stories. We could be here all day. But that that happens and it has happened to me throughout my life where I feel like people assume just because I'm always smiling, I'm always happy, because you're gonna never ever under God's green earth see me just taking the L like that. I'm a born fighter. You know, my mom had me at 16. My dad came from a fan. Everything was 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 broken. But if they can do it together, it, what 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 excuse do I have? Right. I got two eyes. All my body parts work. Like, come on, man. There's people out here that cannot do what I can do. Not because I'm better than them, just because they physically can't. Mm-hmm. Once right. you start appreciating shit like that. It just changes. It just changes the way you think. And it's not an easy thing to do. You gotta work at it. But 
you gotta know, you just gotta, I don't know how, but you just gotta know because people just been winning for way too long just because it's been given to them. And we don't have that kind of opportunity just to be given that old money, yeah. that old money, that yeah. Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> Johnson and Johnson been around forever. You know, these stone companies, you see that little toilet you see that says Kohler, all these things that you take for absolute granted, that is old, old money that's forever. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that you said was key is that we don't have mentors a lot of times. So we yeah. we make a lot of mistakes because we just figured it out as, our, as we go. Mm-hmm. Like we just walk into a minefield with no map. So it's like we might get blown up here. No tactical skills. You walk through a mine, you're, you're, you're destined to get your yeah. neck. It's survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if somebody could have just told us these things. Right? And, that, and that's the, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of like, Self-reflection, and you gotta check your ego. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know yeah. this, you but that person can help me. You know what I'm saying? You have to be humble. You have to be humble because if you don't, it's a wrap. People are not going. People are not going to want to help you. And I feel like for a long time, maybe I was that guy. Like, I, I use my energy for for bad. You know, <laughs> like because it is. It's an energy, and I'm okay with saying it. First, I was embarrassed, and I want to say this or that. But I'm confident saying my energy is is my superpower. Mm. I spit on you, but don't worry about no, it. No, we don't. Nah, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. Nah, but I'm saying that that is my superpower. And once you figure out what your superpower is, let that shine. Yeah. Let it be out there. Put it out to the world, man. Open your chest out. Let people know that it's okay to love. It's okay to hurt. All this stuff was okay for a man. But when you're coming up, you're you, you, you're scared if you put that hand out that, that they won't put it back out. And now that they didn't, you're embarrassed. Yeah. So I either I gotta jab you or we gotta when it's not, it's okay. If he said no or she said no, now I gotta try another thing. But we don't learn that. It's embarrassing to be shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been shut down for 15 years. So now I can honestly say I'm winning. You know, I got property, I got a great job, my career is flourishing, I feel good in my heart, I know what I wanna do, I know the people I wanna do it with, and I'm okay with asking for help every time. I talk to old people every chance I get. Yeah. I want to ask you something, bomb. The last thing before we wrap up, because we didn't really fully go into it, but um, they say the average million has seven streams of income, right? And being in Hollywood, you know, it's really tough as far as you might have a gig, you might not have a gig for 18 months, you, your, your series might get picked up, but then it might get dropped. So it's important. We try to teach entrepreneurship. So can you just talk about how that has helped you as far as your, your multiple streams of income, as far as um, your real estate? I know you have a couple of different things going on, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the thing, well, the, the thing I believe that you have to do is, is no matter what, find what you're good at and see if you can turn that into a monetary thing. You know what I mean? Find what you're good at. It may not be directly, directly in the lane that you want to be in, but I'm telling you now with the internet and how things are going, there are people that you are, and you got, you do got to know if you are a professional at this thing. Because so many people live in this fantasy world and they're t- they're robbing people. Like you don't know what you're doing. Find something that you love doing, and you can actually monetize that. You know what I mean? Because people like if you love cooking, you can start doing meal preps for people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you love reading, hey, maybe you can start. Doing readings for people at a play or for the kids. Find stuff that you love doing because it'll turn over into something else. Because while you're reading those books to kids, you can actually record it. Nika, you your own audio books that you tell stories. Like there's just things that whatever you're good at, there's something out there. There's a need because there's a group of people that aren't motivated the way we are just because what? 
they don't see what we see. Exactly. I get to see these cars. I get to see this good weather. I get to see everything that I think I can attain. Yeah. But somebody in maybe Louisiana or Kentucky doesn't have the same motivation because they just don't see it. Right. So if you're this person, now with all these ways of making money, I, I believe if you are a professional at something, find a way to do that. Secondly, you got to own something. Like, I don't care how, how how you do it or what it is, you got to own it because the name of the game is to have somebody owe you. If you owe me, I'll never be broke. You know what I mean? And those is the way it goes. Like, you got to find out how to do it. You got to figure out how to make it where somebody has to pay me. Has to pay me. That's what, that's, that's what, that's what the condo does. Those people have to pay me. Mm. They have to pay me. And I don't have to go over to that house. I don't got to do nothing. I, you sign that contract. I got all my information. That money comes to me no matter what, every month. Yep. You know what I mean? Then secondly, find that residual income. You got to find something which will come with a mentor. But like when I was just starting out, I didn't own the uh, I didn't own the uh, vending machines. But uh, he made he gave me like thirty percent of them, and he was like, "Just I need you to help, you know, stack them up, put the stuff in there, or whatnot." That was a residual income for me because my time was my own. Right. You see what I'm saying? When you gotta be at a job at a certain time and you gotta do this, that's when things get sticky. But when you can control your own time, that's what's dope. Most like, valuable assets. Yeah, yeah, I can control my own time. So he was like, as long as it's full, I don't care. So I could go at five in the morning or I go the night before. However I wanted to do it, I could do it. And then that was a residual income that would come to me no matter what. And then, last but not least, study the craft, man. Study the craft because it's too many, it's too many shooters out here. Like it's it's like I'm telling you, I'm just, I mean they out there. Like it's it's people out here, it's people out here just bleeding it. They're bleeding. I don't care if you're talking about football, basketball, acting, being a doctor, I don't care because it's becoming very hard to live in America. It's getting expensive, period. Yeah. So if you're trying to win the right way, you gotta be the best. You gotta be amongst the best, you gotta be the best. So if you're not in the industry to be the best. Or to achieve at your highest goal, you might as well just beat it because it, it's it's not gonna work. It's just not gonna work with every unless you're lucky. But then look at what I got people. I remember back in the day where I was like looking at all these people. I was telling um one of my homeboys because he's he's you know not under me but he's you know looking up to me now. And I was like the best place to be at for a while is on the bench. He's like what? I, I don't want to sit on the bench all my life. I said no nah, because while I was sitting on the bench. I saw all the mistakes everybody else made. Watching I saw him go up. I saw him come down. I see him stay right in the middle. I said, I just give up altogether. He should have did this when he did that. I saw everything. Now when Coach put me in, you got no excuse. Yeah. You got no excuse. Because the worst thing ever to be put in the game and you ain't ready. That's, that's powerful, man. That's yeah. powerful, man. We want we want to thank you for coming on. Bro, appreciate um, that. On, and short notice too. And, okay. and that's, the, that's what we always say. You know, it's um, it's just encouraging to see people going out of their way to give up the game. And that's kind of been a formula of our show. We bring people on, and they they're giving up information. And it, this, this is a true story. Like even you said, you had to go. Um, I think you work in Costco. And it, like you know, that this, this is real. This is real life. <laughs> We're not going to paint a picture for you of everything is. Beauty and roses. It doesn't work like that. You gotta stay down until you come up, and even when you do come up, you might have to take a step back, yeah. right? A minor setback for a major comeback. Yeah. So 
This is this is when we put talk about entrepreneurship, investing business. It's, we're going to tell you the real. Like you go on YouTube, a lot of these things, it's like, this is how you make a million dollars in one month without doing any work. Mm-hmm. Working. Like, nah, it doesn't work like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to put the work in. So, thank you for yeah, coming. Yeah, closing, too, before we close it up. Just two things, two mantras I live by. The great only become greater if they dare to be the greatest. And if you always do what you've done, you'll always get what you got. That's, that's, that's how I roll. Because I know I'm great. That's cool. But if you want to be greater, you got to dare to be the greatest. Because it may not happen. Uh, you, you, being the greatest, I mean, that's that's long. But if you dare to try, you'll be greater for sure. And if you always do what you've done, you always going to get what you got. You stay in your lane, but you got to go a little faster. You can't do that. Can you tell the people how to um, reach you on social media if you're on uh, any project that you got, the project that you got coming out? Like, you know, what's uh, I mean, if you if you just want to stay in contact through, uh, you know, with my work, IMDB, the Internet Movie Database, just Romeo Brown. On uh, Instagram, I'm Romeo Brown with an underscore. Don't be uh, shocked about my Twitter followers. Like I told you, I was a little shy with that because social media for me was a little bit more uh, too 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 public for me. You know what I mean? I'm a very intimate person, and like I said, as a man, I was still trying to trying to be okay with struggling. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I just now start winning. So when you think or see or assume that people are winning as a man, is it's, it's really hard to say that you know I'm not being where I want to be in life, or to say you know what. I cried when I didn't get this job, or you know, but that girl hurt me, or I really wanted this, and I. Didn't. It's hard to do those yeah. things when you you're not comfortable in your own skin. But now I am, so you know, I'm ready to open up those those avenues because when you see me, you're gonna get it all. Like, because I'm not always winning, but I'm gonna smile through the pain. Yeah, that's so that's important. Yeah, that's so important. I just want to thank you again for being vulnerable and being transparent with everything, um, because we don't see that, right? Like you said, we're, we're told to be tough. And yeah, we're told yeah. to like fight back, but like yeah, as men with growth and maturity comes yeah, vulnerability, yeah, comes yeah. honesty. And one of the things that you, you said is like looking back. So like we do get ahead and we get to certain places, but the key is to look back yeah. because there is somebody that we can grab their hand and take them along the journey with us. So that's important too. Yeah, man, I'm happy, man. I'm happy to even like I hope this this gets out and somebody hears it to to push them forward because life is a very precious thing, man. And you know tomorrow's not promised, so. If you can lend your hand to somebody else, it's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, not a marathon. Uh, what's the re- it's like a relay race. Yeah, hand it off, hand it off. And if if I'm not the one to get where I want to get, I gotta give it to another kid. That because it took me all this long to get this way because nobody handed me anything. Right. Like I bumped my head so many times, I, my head should be like this. Yeah. But if I can make it where this other kid can. And he get to where I thought I could, yeah. then I still got to feel whole in my heart before I didn't. So now I'm just about trying to pass that information. And if there's anything I can do to help, reach out. If I don't get right back to you, I will try. But that's what it's about, man. Because we can't focus on us right here, right now. We got to be like that mind frame of like our kids or our kids' kids because that's where it's at. That's right. Also for your last name. Yeah. We should end it with Pop, right? That was well, before we do that, you talk about the page, you talk about our Patreon? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Patreon, uh, again, is a way to support the podcast um, so that we can do more things like this. We, we can we can travel and spread the word and get the word and get game from people in different places. Um, so shout out to you, Rome. And uh, shout out to our followers. We're getting some new followers. Uh, Savannah, uh, T, Cody, who's been with us. Um, Terry, who's actually out, he's from Oakland. Um, yeah, yeah, shout out to Terry. And uh, Brandon, who's our new member. So shout out to him. Uh, we, you know, we've been having uh, video chats with them and, and giving them some game and having more indirect 
uh, conversations with them to, to help them and what they're, what they're trying to pursue. So shout out to them and continue supporting Patreon. Um, again, it's that proud to pay program. So the more you support, the more we can do. Yeah, everything that we said we was going to do so far, we've done. And one of the things that we said we was going to do is come to different cities, right? And highlight people in the cities that's doing their thing. And this is a perfect example of that, right? So like I said, I always say, we're going to give you the information for free. But if you would like to financially support the podcast, Patreon is an avenue to do that. And also our merch. Um, our merch is doing well. Um, and once again, we make statements with the clothes that we wear. So it's important to be mindful of what we wear. So, you know, we have shirts like Hustle for Your Last Name, Assets Over Liability. So the merch can be on, it can be uh, found on our website, which is earnerleisure.com. And before we leave, I have a book tip that I always give. Um, so Multiple Streams of Income was one of the first books that I read in finance. Um, I think I was like 18, 19 years old. I forget the author's name, but if you Google multiple streams of income, it'll come up. And it's a very good book. We talk about multiple streams of income during this interview. And, and that's one thing that I, I encourage people. You cannot survive off of just one job, off of just, even if you're an entrepreneur, you can't just rely on, because anything can happen, your business can fall apart. You have to have other avenues to fall back on. So I strongly encourage anybody, everybody to um, check out that book. And also, audiobooks are big. Like we gotta stop. We gotta stop with all. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop all this noise that's going into your head. If you're listening to music at home, then you listen to music at the gym, then you listen to music in the car. You're not ever feeding your brain. Like you, these audiobooks have changed my life. In the car, I don't listen to nothing else but audiobooks because they feed my brain constantly, constantly, constantly. Because this music, man, you gotta be careful. Your brain is, your brain is this, this, this machine. It's picking up even when you're not. So you gotta start finding ways. For it to learn when you're not trying to learn. And audiobooks is one of the main ways that I've done that. So that's telling these audio audiobooks, anything you yeah. think about you wanna know, grab yourself an audiobook and put it in that 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 dead space. Now, see what happens. That's a fact. Episode 14, we had a um teacher, Valencia on, and she let the cat out the bag, but I gave a book tip, but I don't actually read well, I actually did read the book that I just told you about, but Almost 90% of everything that I consume right now is audio. So audio, but I'm huge on, I was on audio book when it was CDs. I just got on, yes. So I've been, I've been on, but you know what, you know how else you can learn audio? Podcast. Hey. So, hey. so, 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 hey. so, so, hey. podcast is on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on all audio, YouTube also, but audio as well. So, yes, when you're working out, when you're driving, everybody's in your car, Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. So, yes, once again, um, thank you guys for rocking with us. And um, we will see you next week. Peace. business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.